Well, welcome back to this very important episode of the Lead Through Values podcast. This is James, and today we're going to be discussing how accidental elements about your company culture are disrupting your growth, creating layers of busyness for you and and for others, and ultimately damaging the customer experience. In business, you want to consistently attract incredible people, grow at an accelerated rate, and create a unique competitive advantage. The goal, it isn't to just be the best, but is to be the favorite, the favorite in the eyes, the mind, and the heart of your customer. To stay competitive in today's world, you want to build a business where people want to come to work and where they have a chance to be great at doing what they love the most. And you accomplish that by leading through values. Because when you lead through values, people excel, profits increase, and your brand becomes more human. Now make sure you download your free guide at leadthroughvalues.com. I'm James Mayhew, your Chief Culture Officer, and you're listening to Lead Through Values. So if you're new to this show and you found this podcast based on doing a search about this topic, I'd like to acquaint myself with you and kind of get clear about organizational culture. Because that sets the foundation for understanding what accidental culture is, how it happens, and the unintended impact it causes in your company, your department, and even at the team level. So what is it that I actually mean when I'm talking about workplace culture? Well, simply put, it's the collection of attitudes, agreements, and behaviors that dictate how work gets done. Organizational culture is all about performance. It's the driver of your strategies, goals, and the results you achieve. It defines how you're different. It defines how you're better from your competition. It defines what you stand for and what you don't stand for. And if you think about it, in the beginning stages of a business, culture is at the forefront of every discussion. It's at the forefront of every decision, every meeting, You know, it's the things that get written down on a napkin at the restaurant as you're talking about who we are and who do we want to be, how we're going to be better, the things we'll never compromise on. Maybe you talk about the desire, like, I want this to be a fun workplace where people want to come and work. And this is what people rally around and they get excited about. But as the business grows then there's more things to do and manage. And this tribal knowledge gets kind of lost. The tribal knowledge of who we are. See, the founders in the first core group of employees, they still know it. It still guides their their actions and decisions for the most part. But growth means that the pace increases in business. It just happens. If you grow, the pace quickens. And that means the workload increases because there's more responsibilities, there's more things to oversee, more processes to manage. And as you hire new people to join, hmm, that tribal knowledge isn't really passed on. It's not passed on the same way. See, the new employees in this growing company, they don't have the luxury of being part of those initial meetings that happened during the founding times. And those were the times when you determined your non-negotiables and all of those things. They, they just get a glimpse of the culture instead of actually being absorbed, being 
in fact, being a, a piece of it being formed. And without this foundation of tribal knowledge, they do things a little different. You know, perhaps they cut a corner here or there, or they may not be as committed to returning phone calls the same day as you are, or the when you guys got together over those restaurant planning meetings, you said we were never going to make a customer wait longer than necessary. And so the customers that you've actually trained over the years to expect ultra-responsive service, they're not getting that. And then growth outpaces your technology and your systems. You know, when spreadsheets and sticky notes used to work well enough, now you're realizing that you're missing important details more often than not. And that means you're missing sales, which means you're missing revenue and you're missing profits. And suddenly you find yourself falling into what we call the storming stage. And without realizing it, the great culture you started with, with what sets you apart has become something else, something less. And while accidental culture shifts happened because of rapid growth, especially in those startup phases of new businesses, accidental culture can also occur from a lack of leadership. You know, the leadership gap could be due to, to business growth or business decline. See, in either case, a leader's day is going to be occupied with managing that, either managing the growth or managing the decline, because both are going to require a lot more of their attention, a lot more of their time, phone calls, meetings, more meetings, emails, you know, and and they find themselves in reaction mode. And this can dominate their calendar and their focus for weeks, even months, maybe longer. Accidental culture shift may also occur when you put a leader into a role who's not a good leader because maybe they're inexperienced or they're insecure or they're immature. And I just published a podcast on August 3rd of 2021 entitled Why You Might Be Setting New Leaders to Fail, where I break down those three characteristics. And now here are two things you must not forget or neglect or just take for granted about company culture. Here's the first. Remember that your company culture exists whether you pay attention to it or not. Let me say that again. It exists whether you pay attention to it or not. And the second thing is company culture is always shifting. It's always changing, always evolving. And so the accidental shifts are going to occur because it's difficult to pay attention to it if you're constantly in a reaction mode or you're constantly having to put out fires and, and otherwise being distracted. This is what it's like for a business owner or a business leader or a new leader to be in this storming stage where these things are, are rapid and they're changing and they're complex. Here are five warning signs, five red lights that your culture has shifted and something is is occurring that wasn't intentional it was accidental number one your non-negotiables are being violated in other words things that you said we'd never compromise on are in fact being compromised and as a result you're losing your competitive edge the second warning light is turnover you're hiring quickly maybe too quickly And that's meant that you've probably made some bad decisions. And as a result, you lose some of your best people. And some of the low performers are the ones who stay. Do you know why that is, though? It's because 
if you cut corners and you hire too quickly, you're bringing somebody, you're bringing personalities in. You're bringing character um, attributes in that don't match to your culture, such as things like work ethic or values. And so if you hire quickly, you miss these things. Now, the third warning light of accidental culture is you lose a longstanding customer because you've let them down one too many times. And maybe this is happening not just once, but it's happened and it's become a pattern and it's become something you're noticing now because you're taking a hit and you learn that your customer now is buying from that competitor that you used to kick their butt. It's, it's little things. It's like you're too slow to return their phone call or you miss a delivery date or there's mistakes that are made. And all of those are costly for your customer, whether it's in a consumer or a B2B environment. It's compromising that B2B's business, their own integrity. The fourth warning sign that you have accidental culture occurring, something that you didn't want to have happen is there's finger pointing for mistakes. And oh my gosh, this is where you start to get into toxicity. This is where you get into really a breakdown of trust and and it's replaced with mistrust. So there's finger pointing for mistakes. Instead of people taking ownership, they're more concerned with placing blame. There's a culture of giving and, and accepting excuses also. And that wastes time. And it actually puts people against each other. It literally positions them against each other when you give or accept. And I think that's the bigger one is that when you accept excuses. And the fifth warning light that something is wrong with your culture that it has shifted and become something it wasn't intended to be is that there is just wide ranging breakdowns in communication. You know, in one company I was coaching in, there were actually times when there were two separate plants uh, geographically apart about an hour or so were basically fighting about, we have the right, right way to report and manage job costs and waste and materials but the truth was neither had it right or complete on their own, but had they worked together, they had a very complete system. But instead, they were pointing blame at the other one saying they're not doing their job. Well, they're not doing their job. So what do you do if you're a leader in a company or a business where culture has not been focused on, where it is not intentional and it's become something different, something accidental? where people are less engaged. Maybe they're even fighting with each other. Here's the bad news. Here's the real news. I don't think it's bad. It's just real. Is that there's no silver bullet. You know, there's no silver bullet solution to this. So don't start looking for the silver bullet solution. That is actually another example of accidental culture that we're going to put together a program of the month to try and fix something. In other words, what I'm saying is there's no quick fix. Because it wasn't an overnight shift. It wasn't something that just snuck up out of the blue. As a leader, there are three things that you can do to help limit this accidental culture shift within your team. First one is this. Just be accountable to yourself, your team, and your peers. Do what you say you're going to do. Like That's integrity at its, at its simplest form, in my opinion. Take responsibility. Take ownership of how things are going. Now, this may seem pretty obvious to some of you, 
But keep this in mind, that what's easy to do is easy not to do. And when things are coming apart, when things are overly busy, it can be easy to not hold yourself accountable to high expectations and to high standards. Now, the second thing that you can do is go on an investigative research mission. Find out what's going right. You know, it's really easy to see how things are going wrong or what's broken. People love to tell you that. It's easy to notice those things. It actually takes more effort to lean in and see what still is going well. Who is doing well? Who's leading well? And why is that happening? Why is it happening there? Why is it happening on that team? There's a great book written in the late 90s by Ken Blanchard called Gung Ho, which illustrates that whole topic perfectly. So the third thing that you can do as a leader to help limit accidental culture on your team is to take ownership of your schedule and your focus. This one is huge. Here's why. If your calendar is consistently too full, consistently keeping you overly busy, you don't have time to do the first and second steps we just talked about. Because they take time. They take energy. They take they take um, effort to do. And if your calendar is packed too tight, you, you can't find time to do it. It takes time to find out what's going right because it's an investigation. It isn't just what you're observing. I mean, you're going to see that, but you now have to lean in. You have to get curious and ask questions and then be really, really willing to listen. So make it a priority to create white space on your calendar. I call that margin time. See, that leaves you time to think and to have time for impromptu discussions or do walkabouts so you can go where the work's being done and talk with people. Now, as we wrap this episode, remember, accidental elements of your culture occur for various reasons. Rapid growth, especially during the startup phase, that's a huge contributor to shifts in your culture. External factors, such as what we've gone through over the last two years with lockdowns, or entire workforces having to learn how to work remotely. That is going to do it. Leaders who lack awareness or who are constantly operating in reactive mode, working to put out fires, that's another cause for accidental shift in your culture. See, don't forget this. Your culture exists whether you pay attention to it or not. And it's constantly flexing. And it will take focused, intentional effort and time for you to shift it back. This, I think, is often overlooked. I think most people are looking for that quick fix, that silver bullet I mentioned earlier. The fact that it's going to take a lot of time and, and, it's, and I find people feel like this is a competing priority. And my goodness, if you just put this at the front, this is probably going to fix so many of your problems. Understand that culture drives strategies, drives you closer to your goals. And so the best companies make culture a priority. They get intentional about defining it. And that's exactly why I created what I call the Culture Mastery Program. Because we discover what makes your business unique. We define the desired attitudes, those beliefs, those agreements that you make with each other, and the behaviors that support it. And then I work alongside you and your team to make it be a part of every job description and interview 
every meeting about somebody's development, every strategic planning session, every time that you take a project that's been completed and you pull it apart and say what went well, what went poorly. It's all about culture. Every one-on-one meeting, you get the picture, all right? It's the attitudes, beliefs, agreements, behaviors. See, the goal is to bring your, your company culture to life because if you do that, you scale your business and it helps you stay flexible during unprecedented you know, external changes and influences and factors. And it helps you stay leading in your marketplace. Business isn't about who's winning or losing. It's about who's leading and following. You want to stay in the lead. So if you want to learn more about the Culture Mastery Program, let's get on the phone and just engage a simple conversation about it. My direct line is 319-929-2604. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn where I post regularly about leadership development, helping people communicate better. I love these topics, maximizing team performance. I talk about that all the time. And finally, if you just want to learn more and take the the website approach, I encourage you to to visit my website, jamesmayhew.com. Listen, guys, I am thrilled. And, And actually, the word I should say is I'm just truly grateful to have you along on this journey. Uh, it's so important that we bring these these uh, conversations to the foreground, to the forefront, to help our businesses grow because it's about investing in people. And again, I'm just grateful to have you along on this journey. So listen, I will see you next time on Lead Through Values. Lead Through Values.